Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It's the Bomber Brothers Podcast with Ryan and Sean Chichester. Swung on and driven to deep left. Toward the line. She is gone. Aaron Judge. Line one right down the line. Swung on and line to right center field. It is a base hit. Grounding third. Scoring kind of from left off. And the Yankees win the ball game with two in the bottom of the ninth. Hit in the air to left center. It is high. It is far. It is gone. It's a grand slam. Oh, a Stantonian home run. Talking all things Yankees baseball. Welcome, everybody. Sean and Ryan here for another episode of the Bomber Brothers podcast brought to you by WFAN and Odyssey. As always, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. We're here twice a week after every Yankees series and previewing every upcoming Yankees series. And we're uh, recapping one that started out great, didn't end as such. But Sean, again, the Yankees have. 13 and a half game lead or 14 game lead. They took the first two. They looked, they looked pretty dominant and honestly an uncharacteristic performance by the pitching staff overall in the last two games, including the bullpen pitching with leads at times. Then you had a rare defensive miscue in game three, which is going to happen even when you have the best infield defense in the league. So a promising start turns into a series split personally, I'm totally fine getting a split at Fenway. It's kind of feels like that Ray series at the Trop where they took the first two of that four game series and you're starting to get a little greedy, but it doesn't happen. But I think big picture, you still leave Fenway after four games with the Red Sox gaining zero ground and still far, far behind in the standings. 
You know, this series reminded me of two things. One of them you already brought up, that that race series specifically, where you go up 2-0 in the series and then you have some winnable games, especially that Saturday night game. Uh, that one really hurts the way they lost it. They had, you know, the the lead and blew, blew that lead and then they had the lead in the extra innings and then you have the error. Um, so like you said, uncharacteristic there. And then uh, you kind of had a wheels come off kind of game uh, to, to end the series. So disappointing. But it also reminded me a little bit of, um, I don't know if you remember in 2019, the Yankees played a crazy series in Minnesota. It ended with the game where Hicks made the catch. And then they, and at that point, people started to really worry about the Yankees rotation. And then they went to Fenway and the, the Red Sox destroyed the Yankees in the first three games. They were like the first game. I think the Red Sox scored like 19 runs or something like that. And I remember the Sunday night game, Herman wound up winning, but still gave up like five runs in five innings or something. And then the Red Sox came in the next weekend, which we have going on again. And the Yankees swept the Red Sox in a four game series and the pitching kind of got back on track. So uh, all that to say, I'm not overly worried about the rotation right now. Um, I think, you know, there, there is some concern with, with, you know, Tyone specifically for me, but I can chalk up Cortez and Cole to, to the Fenway, Fenway park games uh, myself. I don't know about you, but I thought Cole pitched fine. It's just, there's, there's one guy that is his kryptonite and that's Devers. Oh man. I mean, Cole himself is like, I'm open to suggestions when don't pass. pitch to him. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this has got serious G man, Troy vibes with Cole facing Devers he just can't get him out to save his life two more home runs and yeah I mean I'm I'm definitely not worried much at all about Cole I mean he does have some previous struggles at Fenway Park as a lot of pitchers do it's very hitter friendly but otherwise Cole has been phenomenal this season for the most part and I expect him to continue that way I guess Cortez you can still say you're a little concerned about getting burned by the long balls which was really not I mean he this that's an area he excelled in earlier in the season and it's been kind of coming back to bite him. But I mean, I don't know how many times we can talk about how we never expected Nestor to continue to be uh, Shane McClanahan level ERA of like one and a half for a full season. I think we were always expecting somewhat of a regression. So if he stays in the high twos or somewhere like that, that's still, I mean, an unbelievable outcome for the Yankees for a pitcher who was, nobody just a couple of years ago. So going up against a high powered offense and in a hitters ballpark, a high powered offense for the most part. I mean, Boston has plenty of dangerous hitters in that lineup, but I mean, this, I mean, this just feels like every, any Yankee Red Sox series, a ton of runs games can take a long time and winds up being pretty even. So it was kind of the Yankee Red Sox series. I, I would expect. Yeah. I mean, I think there's also a lot of stuff that happened in this series that you just kind of can throw your hands up and say what, what, like, you know, the, the Yankees have been playing very good defense all year, I'll say. Uh, and, you know, they've been running the bases really well. They had a couple instances where that did not happen, uh, especially in the last two games. Um, I don't know if you follow ump, I think it's called ump scorecards on yeah. Twitter, but every game, the last game was almost a full run. Every game favored the Red Sox by about half a run. Yeah. Well, uh, the, the Stanton at bat was, yeah, that, the, yeah, the umpiring was terrible beginning of the series to the end of the series. Um, and it was just a wacky, like it was classic Yankee Red Sox. I mean, even in, you have, you have the big lead in game one, it gets cut to six, five, you're nervous. Even in this, the game where the Yankees blew them out 12 to five, you know, the Red Sox had the tying run at the plate in the fifth inning and it was a tense game. 
I was nervous. Uh, yeah, they, had, then, they had to get out of some jams. Yep. And and by the way, that second game, what a job by Litke. I mean, he pitched what three and a third. Like, dude, I didn't know he could go that long, and uh, that's what she said. And um, <laughs> they, uh, you know, he, he wound up pitching really well, and that was that was awesome. Good good on him. Uh, but there was a lot of really good performances on the Yankees too. Like you saw, Hey, if you're giving Carpenter consistent at bats, look what he can do. I think Carpenter has now proven that you shouldn't be taking his bat out of the lineup, whether he's the DH, you could stick him in right field. Apparently, um, you know, uh, he can fill in for, for, uh, Rizzo if you want to rest the back here and there. Um, and, uh, also Hicks had, a you know, two multi-hit games and then another game with a home run. Donaldson really uh, continued what he started um, and, and came alive and obviously made the error in the third game there, but otherwise had had a strong series. So um, you did see some some definite positives from a couple of guys that we've been on, uh, specifically, you know, Donaldson, uh, who, you know, we've been talking about has annoyed us. He hits a grand slam in the first game and then in the second game, he hits a three run homer in the first inning. So really Donaldson earned a couple of Yankee points and or pinstripes or whatever you want to call it. Um uh, in the first two games and then lost a couple in that third game there. But um, Matt Carpenter continues to really impress me and be a joy to watch. Uh, Trevino had a, had a, you know, a couple big hits in the series as well. So that was nice. Um, but, you know, overall, I, I kind of think it was just a, a couple of weird losses, but then, uh, you know, a couple of, couple of exciting wins at, at the beginning of the series there. Um, I, I'm more concerned with, I don't know about it, how much you were able to watch. I know you're on vacation, but, they look a little bit worn down to me. Um, I, I think not only with Rizzo needing rest because of the back and then judge with the lower body stuff, you could kind of see it a little bit. I think with the team, I think this day off today has helped is probably going to help them. And hopefully this series against the reds allows them to reset, take a breath. And then they get the red Sox, and then the all-star break, which isn't going to be much of a break because we got a lot of people going, but uh, I, I think they, they kind of have, uh, you know, our, are hitting a little bit of a wall here. So it'll be a welcome break coming up. Yeah. And the all-star break is shorter than normal because we have to make up for the week lost uh, due to the lockout. So you've got the Astros right on deck after a double header. Yeah. So they are going to come back with and hit the ground running after the break, but no, I, they, I think the uh, like you've mentioned before in previous podcasts, the starting pitchers have, consistently gone six seven innings especially in the beginning of the season so maybe they can benefit from from a little bit of a break obviously not Cole and Nestor they'll be at at the all-star game but um, I think they'll also benefit from the fact that this is the but the second of four straight Mondays that they have off so at least they know that they have some some regular days off coming up and and yeah hopefully hopefully they can treat the Reds like a little bit of a I don't know, a little bit of a doormat to kind of get some get some cheap wins while also resting some key players because the Reds are not very good. But they also just but they sweep the Rays not not that long ago, I think. So anything anything can happen. But the Rays are banged up and really struggling. But you mentioned Donaldson and, and he's he's been huge. He had, like you mentioned, the grand slam, the three run home run, not nearly as much in the in the last two games of the series, but his, the power has certainly been back, especially since the calendar turned to July, he's got a double three home runs in the, in the month of July. So we were worried that Donaldson's power had kind of slipped a bit in his age 36 season. I mean, he did have a brutal, a brutal month of June. So it was fair to say that, 
but I, I think it was Yankee source on Twitter. Who's, who's a good follow. He was kind of showing that a lot of his underlying metrics, the hard hit numbers were all kind of still there. So maybe this was just a matter of time. I don't know, but it's a huge boost. And you also mentioned Matt Carpenter. He, he has to get more regular at bats. I know you might be sacrificing something defensively if he needs to play the outfield, but I mean, he has to be the lefty bat in the lineup over Joey Gallo at at this point. It's he's, he just continues to hit. It's not really just a funny small sample size story anymore. It seems like he really does have his a swing back. The one that made him an MVP candidate in St. Louis. And it's, I mean, it's been a long time. He hasn't played anywhere near this level in two, three years, but we we know he's capable of it. So you can make the argument that this isn't a flash in the pan. Yeah, I I completely agree. And I mean, the only hit Gallo had in the series was should not have been a hit. Um, Yeah, the the triple. (laughs) Actually, so I was at that game and I was standing exactly in line with where Arroyo was. And I was screaming like he can't see the ball because you could see the balls like coming over his head and he's like standing there like freaking out it was so much <laughs> fun uh we we were right there and it was cool to see that um but no i think the lineup they rolled out uh yesterday um and, and you know you could you should work labor in um into this, but I, I think the lineup they had yesterday is exactly what you want with Carpenter at DH, Stanton in left, Judge in right, and uh, and and Hicks in center. Now, obviously, at other stadiums, you'll play uh, Hicks, Judge, you know, Stanton, but um, I, I think that should be your A lineup in, in the postseason, and and you mix in Glaber when you need to, or and you know, you you can go from there. At least against a right-handed starter, uh, I don't think Gallo has earned any any playing time. And, and Carpenter, there's no reason to keep him out. But it's just another option to keep guys fresh to kind of you know continue to get some guys rest. Which you know, I think you know you, you want to be careful with Judge and his lower body soreness because um, you know he, he's been you know he, he even coming back he didn't look great early on in the series. He looked. Um, you know, a little bit better in, in the last game. And, you know, one of the other good things too, like we're talking about, even the last two games were, were losses and painful ones at that, like the last loss was super sloppy and, and, but Stanton started to come alive a little bit in that last game. He had the bat taken out of his hands in one at bat. He hit the laser home run. Uh, He had, you know, a, a single and then the out, he other out he got, he hit the ball 110 miles an hour right at, Bogarts so um, we know how he is and and he could get going right away so hopefully this is the start of a little run for him Um, but yeah you know I I think there's there's a lot of positives Uh, and um, you know we we might be getting some bullpen help too I know Loisaga is getting close Herman is probably going to be rejoining the team any day now Um, so uh, hopefully that that's going to help ease the burden all around yeah, there could there could be some fatigue in the in the bullpen front as well. I mean, Wandy had thrown what an inning and a third two nights before he was tasked with closing out the tenth and yep. and and almost got out of it. There was again the Donaldson miscue and don't need to go through all of that again. I mean, well, what I really take away from this series is that they looked very convincing in two straight wins. They had the game in the bag had it not been for an uncharacteristic miscue in game three. And then in game four, they had had a lead and an uncharacteristic performance by, uh, by the bullpen and it results in, in a series split. So I, I don't think there's any reason for 
for too much concern. I know it was a split, but I still, I still feel like this series showed that the Yankees are noticeably better than, than the Red Sox. Just sometimes you play four games and against two teams when they're both playoff caliber teams and a split can happen. So I'm fully, uh, fully expecting a better performance back in the Bronx this weekend, a series win when they, when they face the Red Sox, of course, they, they have the Reds, the Reds first, uh, but we we mentioned Gallo. I don't know if you saw the Heyman report that the Yankees are a looking for a suitor for Gallo to potentially trade him, and that they've uh, have discussed the trade for Andrew Benintendi. Speaking of Boston, he's obviously a former World Series champ with the Red Sox. Now he's with Kansas City, a team that's going nowhere. So they're probably inclined to to move him. But I mean. What what would be your thoughts on on getting Benintendi, or I'm sure more importantly, just getting getting Gallo out of out of New York? Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I mean, I'm you know I think we mentioned Benintendi about our second episode. We started talking about him. I, I go go get the guy. Um, <laughs> You know, I I think he'd be a great addition to the team. He really fits the the new mold of this team, right? Um, more contact, more speed, good defense. I, th- I think that's perfect. I mean, you put a guy like him at the bottom of the lineup instead of Gallo. Now you have another guy along with LeMahieu who can get on base at a high clip in front of Judge Rizzo Stan. So you kind of have like that double leadoff with him batting ninth. I think that would be huge. Um, moving on from Gallo. Yeah, I think that would be great too, because it, it frees up. Uh, I'm honestly, I was thinking about this walking downstairs to record, like I'd almost rather have another arm in the bullpen and not have Gallo on the roster at this point. Um, because I think the Yankees need, you know, rather than having that position player, there are, there is so much versatility, you know, you can go with a shorter bench and still get guys rest, but I, I think the arms are getting a little bit tired out there. Um, so I, it might be better to have, you know, a Louisa guy and not demote another reliever and instead just to have something gallo off your hands. So um, uh, I'm happy about both those developments. We'll see. We'll see what happens. And I, you know, I think Ben Intendi, it's, it's a cliche thing to say about a left-handed hitter, but he'd probably do well in Yankee stadium. Yeah. I mean, the, the power numbers certainly haven't been there in Kansas city. I mean, he has three home runs on the season this year. He hit 17 and, 134 games last year's but again the power numbers are are definitely not there this year you would have to imagine that they would go up if he were hitting in yankee stadium for for half the time but like you said i mean the contact numbers are there he's batting almost 320 he's got a 125 ops plus that's all impressive stuff that would certainly be a you know remarkable upgrade from gallo and a remarkable upgrade from what they've gotten from hicks in the most part although it seems like Hicks is, I don't know if this is just going to be a consistent up and down kind of thing, or if maybe Hicks could finally figure something out, but it looks like Hicks is, is doing a little better. And um, Ben Intendi's on the, on the plus side in the DRS department in the outfield. So I think he would be, I think he would be the obvious fit and a good fit. I think the question is just going to be, what's it, what's it going to cost? Uh, it's, it's an interesting one. Cause again, the Yankees, it's, it's such an obvious fit. He could, Certainly, um, he can certainly help the Yankees. He's a free agent in 2023, so I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see to see what it what it would cost. It's going to be a fascinating deadline. I think it's I think it's important that 
there's still a few weeks away from the deadline. So the Yankees could get Loiza go back and get Herman here and see kind of what they have as a whole in their bullpen. Cause I agree. I think they could benefit from adding another reliever, but it would be, it could be helpful to see what, um, what they have internally in terms of who they're getting back. I mean, I hate saying stuff like that because I feel like, you know, how many summers in a row did we hear, oh, well, getting this guy back is basically like making a trade at the deadline anyway when Cashman or Hal was asked about uh, whatever injured player was coming back or why they didn't do much at the trade deadline. I would I would have to imagine with them having the best record in the league that they'd be a little more aggressive this time around. But who who knows? We'll see. But do you no. mean in 2019 when Luis Severino and Dellen Batances were our deadline acquisitions? Yes, and then Dellen wound up throwing like one inning, and Severino didn't. Uh, well, I mean, he we we had the game three ALDS star when he got out of the bases loaded no out chain. That that was pretty cool, but that was also about it. About it. Yeah, yeah, that was that was pretty much it. But um, no, yeah, I I look go out and I I think. While I'm not concerned about the Red Sox, even though this series looked a little bit weird and the Red Sox are a little bit shorthanded, I'm not concerned about the Blue Jays. I'm not concerned about the Rays. I'm not concerned about the Twins. I'm but concerned about the Orioles. <laughs> Eight in a row. <laughs> I'm concerned about the Astros, though. I think the the Yankees need another bat in order to contend with the Astros. I think um, their series with them showed they have the starting pitching to go toe-to-toe with them. They have the bullpens to go to, especially because you saw the Yankees come back, but they need another another threat in that lineup. Um, I don't know if Ben Intendi is considered a threat, but he is someone that lengthens the lineup in terms of making the pitcher work and able to turn it over. So um, yeah, go get someone. I don't I, honestly like I'm not I don't get into like prospect hugging like that. Go like if they get someone and they go win the World Series, I'll never think about that prospect again, most likely. And I mean, you know what? And if he turns out to be great, whatever that that's, you know what it happens, but I'd rather have a chance to win a better chance to win the world series than have a prospect that I'm going to uh, get excited about when he comes up and, um, you know, turns into Gary Sanchez who gives you half a great year. And then, then after that, you're, you know, you're moving on from him, calling him a failure, even though I think Gary was wrongly maligned. Speaking of speaking of Yankee prospects that we hugged, man, Rob Refsnyder just killing us. What, what the heck was that? I know. We I didn't killed. know he was that good. He had that much power. We got killed by Rob Refsnyder, and then we got killed by a guy named Jeter. It seemed it was all very weird. And LeMahieu was defense on pop ups. I, I made a comment the other day that he's always great on those, and then he makes two two errors. It was a weird series, man. Very, very weird. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was very weird. But back to your back to the prospect hugging idea, which I'm completely in line with you with. Ask any twins, ask any Cubs fan after 2019 if they were mad that Glaber Torres got traded during the 2016 deadline after he finished his second straight All Star season, hit 38 home runs. Nobody cared. Do you think even the Indians lost that World Series, but they went there? Do you think they care about Clint Frazier right now? Or do you think they are watching the replay of Rajay Davis at that home run? They're watching the Rajay Davis home run. They're not watching Clint. Clint Frazier can't find a job. Exactly. And I think, I think it's, I think people get tied to prospects because they, they, they've never seen them play. So their imagination just takes off running and they immediately go to the highest possible ceiling, but there's so much 
there's so much parity with prospects that you have, you really just have no idea how they're going to pan out. So why not use them, which I personally think a huge part of prospects is, is, you know, the ability to trade them for established major league talent. Sure. We already know what Ben Intendi is, but what we know he is, is a solid hitter who could really benefit in the power department from a place like Yankee stadium. So if it's going to cost you a couple solid prospects, so be it. I mean, sometimes you get burned. Sometimes you make a trade for Joey Gallo and then it doesn't work out. Sometimes you make a trade for Sonny Gray and it doesn't work out, but some of the prospects you sent over don't work out either. So you just, you just never know, but you do know that this is a really good team with the best record in baseball. This is your best chance at winning a world series in recent years. So go all in deal, deal away prospects if necessary obviously you don't have to get rid of Volpe or Peraza or any of these top flight guys it's not going to cost that to get Andrew Benintendi if you can get Brian Reynolds go do it okay well that's different yeah go do it Mm -hmm. I'm talking in terms of Benintendi but yes Brian Reynolds would cost more and if he was if he becomes available if he is available it's still not not really clear the Pirates obviously aren't going anywhere but he has a ton of years of control left so that will also come into play in terms of what return they're hoping to get for him. But no, absolutely. If, if he's, if he's available, I'm perfectly willing to part with a top prospect for that because that's certainly a, a game changer and man, a playoff outfield of him judge and Stan would, would just be unreal. That would be great. Yeah. But all right, what's uh Let's get into this red series, I guess. But again, if you're liking what you're hearing, rate, review, subscribe. Let's uh, talk about the Reds now. They're obviously not not a great team. They're in that pretty terrible NL Central with their 32 and 54 record, one of the worst in in all of baseball. So is are the Yankees going to beat up on them? We're going to get a couple parity games. Oh, it was just one parity game in a. Uh, in Pittsburgh, but it's shown that it can happen, but we've got Cole on the mound in game one should, should be a, a pretty breezy win. I would, I would say. Cole 70 Nestor. That's, that's it. And then Nestor faces Castillo in the last game. So that's, that's the game I'm worried about, but honestly, the Reds look, you just played the Red Sox. You had a day off. So it's not like it's a huge letdown game. You, you had a day to reset. And then the Red Sox come in the next weekend I want to sweep. Like I, I'll be dissatisfied with. I won't be angry, but I won't be satisfied with two out of three. And I know that's kind of crazy to say because they're a major league baseball team, but um, I'm kind of itching to see the Yankees just dominate someone for 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 half a week here. Like I just, I I would love to see them just kind of get back rolling again, get the mojo uh, back. And this is a team that they should do that against. I know Castillo's really good, but. Um, the Yankees have an opportunity here to, to kind of get going again. Yeah. I believe Castillo is, is an all-star now. He was hurt for the beginning of the year, but he has certainly uh, made the most of his limited appearances since then. So that should, the Yankees be, should be in on him too, by the way. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, if he's, if he's, if he's there, the Yankees, I mean, I know we were asking a few weeks ago where the hell would a rotation upgrade be put in this rotation that was putting up numbers. We had Tyone and Cortez one and two in the all-star game, Yeah, we which did. was right at the time, but it, oh, it's yeah. gone downhill. No. Yeah. There's, there's been some regression. So go, go get, go get them. But back, back to game one, 
you have Cole against, uh, I mean, this is an all-timer baseball name, Graham Ashcraft pitching for the Reds, 24-year-old 20, righty who, um, let's see, he, uh, in his last game against the Mets, actually, six six innings, only two runs, but he allowed 10 hits. So the Mets just couldn't get that that big hit. And then the start before that against the Cubs, seven runs in two and a third innings. So, And then you got minor on, on Wednesday, so. You got to yeah. win these first two games. Like, I'll be a little forgivable if they lose on Thursday. But look, Ashcraft, that sounds like a name from the 1910s. Graham Ashcraft. That, yeah. that guy was in Field of Dreams, I swear. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, they, they got to win the first two games. Sever, Severino has been the most consistent pitcher. Well, Cole and Severino have been the two most consistent pitchers for last month. Yeah, no, I, I, I just like we drew it up, Severino. it took us a while to get here, but. Yeah, everyone. Yeah, when we signed Cole, everyone was dreaming of the Severino Cole duo, and they've uh, they've definitely been been delivering of late. I know Cole struggled a little bit at Fenway, and eventually he will have to figure that out. And you know, if, if a playoff series ever happens between the Yankees and and Red Sox, we'll see. But but yeah, Severino in Game Two against Mike Miner. He has a six six three ERA. He's a uh, a lefty going up against all those powerful Yankee righties. So that should absolutely be another win. And then, like you said, game three, that one is um, a little more, you can say is a little more difficult. You've got Nestor going up against Castillo. So we'll see. I mean, we've seen, we've seen, we've seen the Yankees tee off on some bright young star pitchers in the Bronx before. I always think back to, you know, obviously he didn't, pan out much afterward but at the time he was on top of the world and then the Yankees destroyed Chris Paddock when the uh, Padres came to town for an interleague matchup so you know maybe the Yankees could could tee off on on Castillo you never know oh bring his trade value down make it easier to get him <laughs> yeah or maybe just don't let him leave the Bronx at all yeah that's sounds like a good strategy we'll see. all right well who you got winning the belt mm. I don't know. This is a tough one. Why don't you go first? I always go first. Sure. I'll take Cole. I'll I'll take Cole having a dominant seven or eight inning performance, helping the Yankees avoid a three-game winning streak, which is pretty foreign to them this year. So I think uh I think Cole is the stopper, gets the series off on the right track and goes a solid seven or eight innings, one one run, something like that. I can certainly see it. All right. Well, my my wishing it to happen with Gallo did not did not pan out. This no, series. I think we've both tried that now, and it hasn't. Yeah, <laughs> it hasn't I'm giving up on him. Um, you know, I'm I'm going to take Trevino. He just got named to All Star Game. Looks like his bats uh, getting a little hot again. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Hip Hip Jose. Um, the All video right. of him went was the best one. Oh yeah, way, in my opinion, Nestor's was really good too. Clay Holmes is just cool as a cucumber, but uh, the the nest the the video of of Trevino got me got me choked up a little bit. That was really cool to see. Yeah, that was great. And they've been doing that. They've been doing that all across the league this yeah. year. All the um, all the team Twitter accounts for posting those videos, and those those are awesome. They I they should make a YouTube channel, which is just videos of of guys being told they're getting called up or making a team. Whether it be like when you make the the, the roster in hockey, or whether it's you called up to the big league roster. I want to watch that all day. I can't get enough of that stuff. It always gets me like with a Rushman video when he got called up for the yeah. Orioles, I was, I was super excited for, 
uh, I thought I think that stuff's the coolest. Yeah, you, you work your whole life for that, and then you then you you know that's it's awesome. Yeah, that's but. that the yeah the Rushman one was was an all timer, and now he's a uh, now he's a part of one of the hottest teams in baseball. Those those Orioles, they're I know they're it's, it's a couple of weeks. We gotta we gotta play them, and now I'm worried about that series, but. A lot of yes. Suddenly dropping two out of three to them doesn't doesn't look so bad. Yeah, but uh, who would you give it to? And I, I guess maybe I would say I don't know because he made that error. It makes it tough. But Donaldson had a grand slam and a three run homer in the first two games. Yeah, Hicks, the, Hicks had Hicks Hicks had two multi hit games and a solo shot. Yeah, you could go Hicks. You could go Carpenter. Yeah, Carpenter, Carpenter for sure. All right, that's right. I, I think I think he's I think he's the pick. Yeah, but he's uh, the man. But also, congrats to, to all the Yankee All Stars. We've got Cole, Nestor, Judge, um, Cole, Nestor, Judge, Stanton, Holmes, and Trevino, and then Rizzo was the snub. I'd say so. That's yeah, man. You never know. You might get an injury, and he and he might make it. So we'll see. yeah, but but congrats to all those All Stars. You are now as as a reward for your good seasons. You get to wear those horrid gray All Star Road uniform jerseys. That looks oh, so yeah. terrible. Go back to wearing the regular jerseys. Come on, guys. I know. Even Buck Showalter said it today. He's he was like, "What are what are we doing?" Honestly, the home ones look kind of cool, but yeah. it's way better to just have all the different jerseys on the field at once. That's yeah. way better. But the road ones are just just terrible. Yeah, where where the, the all star ones during batting practice and the the home run derby or something, which we might be seeing Giancarlo in. Yeah, we maybe we get a little New York versus New York because Alonzo's doing it again. Oh, would it be sick if, if Stanton took the crown from him? Yeah, deny awesome. three Pete. Yeah, he's fun though. I like watching him. And did you see who's gonna be in the derby? No, I mean I've I've been in transit most of the day, but I apparently Pool Hulse is gonna do it. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Well, even if Stanton's in, I might root for Pool Holes. No, I, I would of course root root for Stan, but that that is awesome. Pool Hulse. Acuna. Get Miggy in it too, then. Yeah, yeah. Today we had Soto, Pujols, Acuna, and Alonzo confirm that they're in it. So, damn, that's I, actually I lo- a good derby. I, I love the derby. It's ever since they went to the timing, it's become my favorite night of the year. That isn't like, uh, oh, my team has a big game. Like, just like no matter who's in it, I'm always locked in. I, I'm, I love it. And then you get the premiere of the captain right after. So it's going to be an awesome night. Oh yeah, that's man, that's true. What are, so next next week we gotta be we gotta record early so we can get get going on all this goodness. No, for sure. All good right. good good thing to be off on Mondays for me right now. There you go. All right. Well, hey, thanks everybody for listening. We'll uh, be back after this red series. Hopefully, a series win. If not, it's gonna be a gonna be a frustrating talk in a few days because the Reds are very bad. But um, yep, let's all not panic about two losses in a row. It was overall. A, f- a fine series, couple uncharacteristic things didn't go the Yankees' way, but they're still chugging along as the best team in baseball. So we will be back to talk about them again in a few days. Let's go, Yanks.